What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? All right, this is going to be episode two of the X's and O's podcast. So we've done the first one. If you want to go watch the first one, go listen to it if you want. Um, I'm going to try to keep this one to under 50 minutes. That's kind of my goal. My baseball one was over an hour. And this one is the, the last one, the football one, X's and O's, was uh, like 57 minutes, something like that. So I'd like to keep it under the 50-minute threshold because, I mean, I know me. I have a difficult time even listening to a 45-minute podcast about the draft. And that's my one of my favorite things in all sports to talk about and cover and listen about. So I can understand that, you know, most people don't want to listen to me, a high school kid, talk about sports for an hour. All right. But let's dive right into it. Um, just remember, if you do like what you hear, please drop a follow. And if you're a baseball fan who just happens to be listening to a football podcast, drop a follow. I also do baseball podcasts on here. All right. We got to have a Super Bowl. Um, again, I'm going to, like, part of the intro here, I'm sorry I'm late. Uh, you know, as I said, mentioned, as I mentioned earlier, I am in high school. You know, I have obligations with that. Um, it's been, the internet was down a couple days ago, a day ago here in, you know, here in Texas, the weather's getting pretty uh, snowy, and it's getting icy, and we're not used to this, and so the power went out, I couldn't do it, didn't have internet, so I haven't had a chance to do it, so I'm sorry that we're almost a week from the Super Bowl, and I'm just not talking about it, but it also gives me a week to talk about the news, such as what we're going to get into. All right, so Super Bowl, Bucks, Chiefs, I will say that I had money, literal money, on the Chiefs. Um, I thought that the tackle situation would be an issue, but I didn't think it'd be that much of an issue. I kind of forgot how good Todd Bowles is as a defensive coordinator, and I forgot how good Shaq Barrett and JPP are. For those of you, uh, and so I really, I, I wasn't like surprised, but I was surprised at how how little time that Mahomes had to throw in, and and it forced him to move out of the pocket, which he's not uncomfortable with moving. It's just that when you're moving every play. You know, the Chiefs are a good team that they like to have their routes develop. When your routes can't develop, you're not going to be an effective offense. They didn't even score a touchdown. A lot of those picks weren't his fault. I believe all the picks weren't his. I think both picks that he had. I think it was two. Neither of them were his fault. The one in Devin White in the game, that was off the receiver's hands. Another one would think off of receiver's hands. Um, the one thrower, he's like, I mean, pretty much his, he's pretty much horizontal. And he throws it. It hits Damian Williams. I believe who that was. It hit him in the face. That looks like something that me and my, that looks like something that happens to me and my friends when we're playing a game of two touch pickup football or backyard football, street football. It, it, it's not something that the, the, the it, it's not something that happens usually in the pros. I understand that receivers are. I mean, running backs are not automatic. Like are not automatic. Like most receivers are. But come on, you got to catch. That was right in your hands, dude. Anyway, it was a defensive, I'd say effort. It was a great defensive game for the Buccaneers. They won using their defense, same as their 2002 Super Bowl win against the Raiders. They used their defense. This one, they used their defense. Um, Except this time, they didn't have John Gruden who knew the plays. They did this one just by probably more game planning, but also from just big, big plays from their big players. And that was the formula for success from the Buccaneers. By the way, if I'm not as loud as I usually am, I'm recording this kind of late. Everyone in my house is in bed, so I'm trying not to wake them up. So I'm doing my best. I'm very sorry. Anyway, then of course, you know, Tom Brady. I, I like all the people. I'm, again, I promise to not get political. If it, if it relates to sports, then I will get political on here, and you will hear my opinion. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. Um, this get, but you know the people saying you know get mad getting mad at Tom Brady because he's white whatever I don't know and all that but all the people getting mad that he was getting drunk and COVID. Listen, he, this man just won the Super Bowl and I understand well, he's done this six other times. Yeah, you know what? If I won the Super Bowl fifteen times, I would still ex- I would still be super excited for all fifteen times. Winning the Super Bowl is a big deal. I don't care if this is your seventh time around. It's still really fun and it's also probably a little extra special because everyone's saying he was gonna suck. Halfway through the year, we were all saying, see, he's fallen off a cliff. I did see notable regression from Tom Brady this season, but he was still a good quarterback. He was still an elite quarterback. Just not as elite as he used to be, but the guy's like, what, 44? He's 43. He's 43, sorry. He's 43 years old. I mean, you're going to see some decline, especially in arm strength, but he's still got it, man. Um, I'm happy for Bruce Arians. I'm happy for the young guys. I think that Tom Brady was happy because he went to a team 
that had hadn't won one in almost tw- in in a little under twenty in like eight what eighteen years nineteen years. So I think it's a little extra special because it wasn't with Belichick, it wasn't with his guys in New England, it was with a new team. I just think that makes it extra special. And Gronk's back, and I I just think it makes it extra special that you know he kind of came to the team, not the was not the savior of the team. But was I hate to say, I hate to say the missing piece because they also added Leonard Fournette and Antonio Brown and Antoine Winfield Jr. in the draft and Tristan Wirfs in the draft. So you added good players. I'm just saying that it's kind of cool to be the the headliner missing piece because I mean in one off season they pretty much turned it around for the whole franchise. I mean, Tristan Wirfs in the first round, Antoine Winfield. Don't know what round he was in, but I know he was there. Obviously, he's on the team. You still have uh, Levante David and Derek and De- and Derek. I almost said Derek White because I had Derek Brooks on the mind. Uh, Devin White, um, still. I mean, going from sideline to sideline, being highly two high athletic linebackers. You you have you still have you draft Tristan Wirfs in the first round. I thought to me he was the best tackle in the draft. Yet he was the fourth one to go, I believe. I think that that was. I laughed at that. I said, "Man, the Bucks are getting the best tackle in the draft, fourth, because I think it almost went in reverse order for me because I had Jedrick Wills two, Becton three, Thomas four, and it went Thomas Wills Becton, right? I just hit my microphone, so that might have been a pretty annoying noise. I'm very sorry. I don't have any editing software or anything like that, so all the mistakes." They're in here. Again, I'm not getting paid to do this. It's not a professional podcast. This is just a kid in his re- in his bedroom doing this, all right? So, lay off <laughs> for, for any of the, the comments or the, you know, the hate comments, whatever. But I'm just saying that in the Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones kind of broke out this year. Mike Evans was Mike Evans. Chris Godwin continued his emergence as a star. But and, and and to the Chiefs, real quick to the Chiefs before I get to the Buccaneers, the Chiefs don't Chiefs fans don't get your heads down. You have Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. You don't need McCall Hardman. You don't. You're just gonna Clyde Edwards a layer for the next three, four years. You're fine. Um, offensive line might be a a want because Eric Fisher, you don't know how much longer, especially if it's his Achilles at his age. I don't know what he's gonna do. I'm sure I'm sure he won't retire, but Anything's possible. Um, Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. It's a name to watch for you Chiefs fans. Tevin Jenkins out of OSU. He's a, he's a tackle. Really, really like the guy. Um, but now to the Buccaneers. Because no offense, they're a little more interesting of a team this offseason. They have a lot of notable free agents. Um, I'm gonna see if I didn't. I should have had a list pulled up. I'm very sorry. I know a couple of them. I know that uh, seven most important for the seven important for agents. I mean, look at this, Levante David. He's been the defensive captain. He's going into his tenth season. He's been a guy that I feel like has not gotten enough recognition because he was on the Buccaneers, who were not a good team the past his career because um, they didn't have a good quarterback any of those times. Um, you got to resign him, and he's not going to be expensive. But he's not going to be cheap because he's still playing at a high level. You can't pull the, well, you're about to fall off a cliff bullcrap because he's going to say, oh, yeah, he's going to go to another team and he's going to show you that you should have paid the guy. Chris Godwin's going to be a free agent. He's 24 years old. And he's going to be a free agent. You don't get too many 24-year-old players who are free agents. That's, I don't know if he's restricted or not. This, well, the little, the little, Article I'm using does not say it's not say if he is or not, but he was he he's a big part of their pass game. You got a lot came up, and he's not going to be cheap. Twenty four year old, he might get a six year deal easily. Six year deal, whatever the market wants to pay him. I mean, heck, he could probably command. Oh, I'm not good at math. He might be able to command 108 million. That's 18 million a year. He's gonna look at what Amari Cooper got, which is which was five years one hundred, and say we're starting there. Heck, he might get six years one twenty. 
with like 80 guaranteed. I mean, he's going to get a lot of money. And I think the Bucks can pay that. I don't know their cap situation. I'm sure they have enough cap space to sign most of these guys. Shaq Barrett, he's already said, hey, um, I want to get paid. I love being in Tampa, but I want to get paid. You can't blame the guy. When people say, oh, money shouldn't be everything. If you're one of the best edge rushers in the league, and I hate to say he is, but he is. Early in his career, he did not, and I don't know what he's done in Tampa, but he's been a huge impact player. And got after Mahomes. I think kind of showed, kind of solidified his market value with what he did in the Super Bowl. Either you pay him or someone else will. I remember it was, uh, oh, who was it? It was, it was Steve McMichael. I, one of my favorite sports documentaries is ESPN 30 for 30 at the 85 Bears. And Steve McMichael put it best as, you know, there's, there's one downside to winning a Super Bowl. Not everybody wants to get paid. You can't blame him. You want us, and you say you're you're already going to make a, a couple several million dollars. That's more than I'm going to make. True, but why would you? Anyway, it's guys, and I don't know if I've said this already. I kind of had to. My dogs were acting up a little bit. Um, Shaq Barrett wants to get paid. You can't vilify the guy for wanting to get paid. I'm sorry. Let's say you said, okay, would you better make a hundred thousand dollars a year for the next forty years at your job, or would you rather make? $250,000 at your job for the next 15 years. So less years, but a lot more money. You can't blame the guy. It's probably a bad analogy. Probably. I don't know. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is, you can't vilify the guy for trying to get the most money he can make. Okay? You can't blame the guy. He wants what he's... He, he, every human wants to be valued. They want what they... They want what they feel is their value. They want... To be validated with the amount of value that they believe they should be validated by. If that makes sense. The guy wants to get paid, and he should. He's going to look at guys like Demarcus Lawrence in those kind of deals and say, I want that. That's the only thing about when, when, when guys sign deals is now other guys go, hey, he got that. I want that. I'm better than that guy. Or I'm almost as good as that guy. Or I'm better than that guy. I want that kind of money. And it resets the market with every new deal. Shaq Barrett's probably going to be a guy that resets the market for edge rushers. It's going to happen. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is a free agent. I hate to say that he's a huge wow, wow you need. Because they have O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait, the guy that caught the Lombardi Trophy when Brady threw it over the water, which I thought was hilarious. Because um, imagine if he dropped that. Um, there's got to be some kind of nickname that someone can get. Some kind of really cool nickname. Because of the because of some, because of the catch over the water, I don't know. Someone come up with something, but when it comes to Gronkowski, he's a big free agent because of his Super Bowl playing and him and Tom Brady and you know their kind of chemistry and his leadership ability. But I don't believe he's like a deal breaker for agent. You'll probably get him for a fairly cheap deal, nothing too expensive. But you have the fact that he's probably not going to want to play anywhere else, so that that's in the Bucks' favor. But he won't be too expensive. Shouldn't be. Leonard Fournette's going to be a free agent. You hate to say, okay, he's not, he's 26. He had a great playoff run. But he's not going to be like a, he's not going to get like a Todd Gurley deal or a Ezekiel Elliott deal. He's, he's, he's not, I, I think he knows, okay, I'm probably not going to get that. I see him getting something kind of like uh, in the in the range of seven to ten to maybe eleven million, maybe, and that even eleven million is too much to me. I'd give him a three-year contract for twenty-one million dollars. That would be the contract offer for me. I think that that's a pretty fair offer, um, especially at twenty-six. Then he's be twenty-nine years old, and he can be evaluated as a twenty-nine-year-old running back. Um. But he's still pretty good. He was he was obviously number four overall pick, injury prone in Jacksonville, looked to be pretty good in Tampa Bay, looked to be a pretty pretty solid running back. Again, not a deal that's gonna break the bank for the Bucks, but a deal that you probably want to get done. In okay, if I butcher the name, I'm sorry, it's in Dominic and Sue. Uh, a person that my father cannot stand, but he had a great Super Bowl, and he proves that even at 34. He's got, he's got gas in the tank. He's got the ability to play a longer. 
I don't believe he will be too expensive because they're going to be able to say, okay, look, you're 34, dude. He still got that same physicality that he he's always had. Um, my father probably just said when he's listening to this, yeah, because he stops on guys' heads. He did it one time, one time. Okay, he's a good player, um, very disruptive, one of the best defensive tackles that I've seen in my lifetime so far. I said one of the best, not the best. But again, not a guy that should break your bank, but he's gonna be a little—he's not—he's gonna be a little more on the expensive side. You not not a mega deal. Maybe ten million, ten to twelve million, maybe. I mean, I'm I haven't I don't know the market value for him yet, but it's whatever that means. Whatever you feel like you need, you want to pay him. Uh, but he's a guy that you probably want to bring back. You know, you don't have to. Um, in fact, depending on how the draft falls, Christian Barmore out of Alabama might be there at thirty-two. I don't think he will because the weak defensive tackle class. Then maybe J. Two Fele, guy like that. Maybe you go and. Uh, Oh, I'm gonna oh I'm gonna forget his name. Oh, he's the guy to FSU. I don't know his name. I just remembered it. Uh Marvin Wilson at FSU. Maybe get him in the third round. So I mean you have options in the draft, but I feel like that in Sue knows the system, he's your guy. Go just, just resign him. Uh they have a kicker. They they need a reliable kicker. Uh, I think people don't understand that having a good punter and kicker is that noise was my dog, by the way. I don't know if you heard it or not, but we have hard floors, so you're going to hear them. Sorry. Uh, Ryan Suckup. What's funny is I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he is. He was at one point he was a, a Mr. Irrelevant, which is the last player in the draft picked. And I, I obviously, if, if he is, I'm pretty sure he is, he's the best one ever because he's lasted this long. He's a reliable kicker. And you, you you need a kicker. I mean, ask Tom Brady. Tom Brady would have five rings if he didn't have a reliable kicker. <clears throat> Adam Vinatieri. Five, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know me. I'm going over the Super Bowl wins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He won them two. A re- having a reliable kicker won you two Super Bowls. So, don't give me this. You don't need one. Yeah, you do. Tom Brady makes a differ. Antonio Brown is going to be a free agent. I believe. You'd like to have him back? I mean, you you, you would? Huh. I'm reading an NFL.com article, and it says, with, with this much million in camp space. It's supposed to be cap space. I love it when I find typos and articles. I think it's just pretty funny. Um, they have $28.39 million in cap space heading into the 2021 season per over the cap. They're going to need every bit of that cap space. You're not going to get everybody. Now that I realize that, you might get Godwin. Okay, of the big three, Godwin, Barrett, and David, and Sue, those big four guys, you might get two of them. If you ask me, let Sue walk and let Godwin walk. Keep Barrett and keep David. Okay? You got to keep David. And I think he just, who do you want? Godwin's young, and yes, I know, but I think that he's going to be so expensive. You might not even get two with he, to get Godwin, but you'll you, you'll get a, a. I mean, you'll get a heck of a comp pick for Chris Godwin. You might even you might, you should get a third round pick. You might even do they do comp picks in the second round? I think they do. And if they don't, no, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. No, they don't. I don't believe so. I don't believe they do save the second rounds. You'll get a very you'll get a third round comp pick at least. So, you get that. I understand that Chris Godwin for a third round pick is not a very, you know, equitable, not equitable, it's a very even trade, but it's it, it it's better than nothing for him. Um, I'm just saying the Bucks have a lot of decisions. I, I think that Godwin's going to the Patriots. I have a, a friend of mine that said that he heard he had a deal with the Patriots. I don't think so, but I don't know. You know, I mean, Patriots maybe... Uh, somewhere, somewhere that need, somebody that needs a receiver will jump on Chris Godwin. 
Um, Shaq Barrett, David, you, you'd like all these guys back, but hey, you got your one ring. So now for the next 10 years, you can say, hey, we won one. But I say run it back. You have the team to run it back. I, I, you have the coach. And you have some. You have draft picks. Uh, you can always use those draft picks. Those are always. But back to AB. If you, you, you honestly, you're to me, you're better off signing, signing Gronk and AB back and letting Godwin walk, because at least you keep Evans and AB. Scotty Miller's a pretty solid receiver, and hey. Guess what? There's this thing called the draft. And at number 32, you should have a receiver available. That's that's pretty good. Depending on how the draft falls, Rondale Moore, Rashad Bateman, Kadarius Tony probably be off the board by then. I mean, you have options there. Use them. Just draft a receiver. Or if you don't want to, I think you're fine on defense. It's whatever they want to do. But I'm just saying, you have options. Big news to move on now. Big, huge, gigantic news. Um, oh, back to the Super Bowl. Just one last time of the Super Bowl. I thought it was a great game. The halftime show was really good. You didn't see women getting getting 95% naked you know, on the screen, so I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed the – it was a decent performance. Uh, the commercials were okay. Um, but it, all in all, it was a pretty good Super Bowl. It was all. It was the best you're probably gonna get in COVID, and it's fine. It was a cool Super Bowl. Um, most people, I hated it. Well, if you're a Chiefs fan, it was one-sided. Yeah, but to watch that Bucks defense was a masterpiece. It was like you I mean you, you'd be watching an artist paint their best work. I mean, it was a great game for the Bucks. Now to JJ Watt, he was released. Now I knew that the relationship was tumultuous. If that if that's how you pronounce that word. It was it was not good to say the least. However, I did not see him getting cut. If I'm being honest, I was still kind of like, "Whoa, they cut J.J. Watt." I mean, it's just something that you never thought you'd ever see pop up on your phone. Um, but they did, and now he has multiple suitors. He could probably go to any team he wants to because how are you going to say no to J.J. Watt? But However, I know a lot of Cowboys fans were, let's bring him to Dallas. Oh, I'd love J.J. Watt. But two reasons why I don't. One, well, it's not really why I don't. The Jones, they don't sign high-priced free agents. It, I mean, when I remember one year, the, your big your big guys were Cedric Thornton and Nolan Carroll. That was one offseason. It's like, whoa, you know, let's, you, you, they, they dumpster dive for free agents. And I don't like that. I'm gonna kind of piggyback on this once I get to my little cowboy segment at the end, because again, at every at the end of every football podcast, I have a cowboys segment because I'm the I'm the fan of the cowboys. That's what I I have to talk about them. I think he's going to Pittsburgh. Um, personally, I, I, I not that he has not that he's a scheme fit, but because his brothers. I mean, who wouldn't want to play with their two brothers? I mean, that's. <laughs> It's it's a, it's like a dream to play with you, to play with, you know the guys that you grew up playing with and you're know, playing backyard football and now you're actually on the same NFL team. And I, I think it'd be really cool to have the Watt brothers combined for a sack. I, you you'd see that. It would be really really cool to watch. So I, you know I like the pit. I like the, the I almost said I like the Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh. I think that they're the best. Option best fit. There really isn't a best fit. Titans, Tennessee could really use him. I think, and he he wouldn't be cheap, but he you know. <sighs> Watts done so much for the city of Houston. It's tough to see him go, but I heard that they got calls about him. So you'd rather have nothing instead of a six-round pick. I mean, at least you get a pick. At least minimum, you get a pick. I don't know. Why I hate it when they say, well, we got we got offers. Well, then why didn't you take one of them? If you got offers, you'd take one of the offers. Don't just release the guy for nothing. I mean, what, what, it's whatever. It's just kind of like, what, what the, what the, what are we doing? Well, 
I don't know where he's going to go. I, I, I think, t- t- to me, the first team that popped in my head was with Cowboys, but Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Tennessee could really use a defensive end. Um, wait, are you kidding me? I just I didn't see this article before on trade rumors. Looking at like you know the news, Bucks GM Blaine Gabbert could eventually take over for Tom Brady. <laughs> That'll make you that I needed a good laugh. Yet yeah, no, I think Josh Rosen's better than Blaine Gabbert, but cool. Well, that's funny. That's hilarious. Anyway, I'm seeing stuff. Uh, Steelers, Bills, Browns, Titans. Browns could see that. Bills, I. If you if you want to go to a competitive the team, I think that if you, if you want to stock up, if you want to go to the team with the best chance. Bills. Titans don't need. I mean, sorry. Chiefs don't need you. Bucks will definitely not be needing you. So. Best logical place of that list there. Browns are good. Browns are great, but Bills are better. The Bills, whew, that would be a great signing for them. That'd be that'd be awesome. You know, just stock up more on star players for the for the Bills. Um, but he could go wherever. Where do you want to go, JJ? Uh, to Russell Wilson. Just a little quick note for him. Teams are teams are he's they're getting calls, but they're not going to trade him. I don't know why they would trade Russell Wilson. That's your franchise. Um, it could be a, a publicity stunt. I don't know. I don't know why you would trick your fan base and say, like, "Oh yeah, we might be trading uh, Russell Wilson." Just, just, just our franchise quarterback. Nothing, nothing huge. You know, not that we should build around him or anything. Your offense is fine. Maybe you could use some more offensive linemen. Maybe, maybe use a, a maybe. I don't even know. You need defense. If they draft anything other than defense, like the Cowboys, they draft anything or defense in the first round, you're stupid. You're completely stupid. They should they should go after a lot of heck the Seahawks. Go after JJ Watt. Why not? What 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 do you lose? Mining? Oh no. Sign the guy. Um you're they're not gonna trade Russell Wilson. I I will probably fall out of my chair if they do. Uh Carson Wentz. Teams are getting He's getting calls. Not he's getting calls, but the, the, the you know, sorry. Let me rephrase that. Not rephrase that. Let me let me start over. Beep rewind. Carson Wentz. Apparently, the Eagles want like the same thing that the Lions got. Sorry, that yeah, that the Lions got. You're not gonna get a first round pick. Um, l- let me put it into some baseball terms. Let me put it in terms of baseball for a second. I mean, just put it in terms of sports. I mean, just put it in the, 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 the actual the literal terms. Carson Wentz is owed a crap ton of money. You are not going to get any anything more than a third-round pick. Realistically, if you get a second round, you've just stooped the team. Third round is, I would offer them a third-round pick, and that's it. You can take a third-round pick for him, and I'll eat his whole contract, but you give me a, I'll give you a third-round that's the highest I'm giving you. They'll laugh in my face, but that's cool. That, that offer will be long-standing because you're not going to get a first-round pick. And if you do, you just take advantage of a poor, desperate team. Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback. I think that if he goes to Indianapolis, you will see him turn it around. Why? Because when when was he at his MVP level? When he was with Frank Reich? Where's Frank Reich? Oh, that's right. He's the head coach of Indianapolis. Go to Indianapolis. I don't understand why Indianapolis has not jumped on this already. Unless the price isn't right, then I understand. But Frank Reich, you know this guy. Sign, car, not sign, trade for Carson Wentz. I don't understand why you would not trade for him. It, 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 sure, you're going to need a lot of money. I get that. But you need a quarterback. You need to realistically look. If I was them, I'd wait it out. I would wait. I would see the draft falls. If the draft falls... And all the quarterbacks that you want are gone, which I imagine they will be. Then okay, go trade. Here's our third round pick this year for Carson Wentz. But if you don't, then go. Then don't trade him. If if you get a guy that in the draft that you like, but I think that it would be in the interest for the Colts that you go and get Carson Wentz. I think he'd turn him around. 
All right, now that we're 30 minutes into the podcast, I'm going to talk about the Cowboys. This is going to be a little bit short of an episode. So if you're not a Cowboys fan and you don't care, click off. You're not going to hurt my feelings. But if you want to click stay on for the Cowboys, that's really cool. Stay on for the Cowboys. So the Cowboys, I'm going to kind of go into the give like an overview of the offseason, things like that. What do we need? This is tough. I think the first part of the offseason, it's got to be this, it's got to be to sign Dak. I'm going to say this loud and clear to the Cowboys fans. Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback. Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback. Dak Prescott is a is your franchise quarterback. Dak Prescott is worth $40 million a year. What some people, and I will not name who, but you know who I'm talking about, say that $40 million is way too much, and you shouldn't pay your quarterback that, and yada, yada, yada. But what they fail to understand is that the cap space goes up. I understand it's going down this year, but it goes up most years. And after this year, it should start going up again, hopefully. So, and the market. You can't just pay a guy $35 because, well, that's what he's probably worth. The market has changed. If the Cowboys are stupid, which they are acting so stupid right now, Josh Allen's going to get his new deal pretty soon, whenever he wants it. If you don't sign Dak this offseason, Allen's getting his prize deal either this year or next year. If you don't sign him, Allen's going to get his deal, and then Prescott's going to go, hey, the market's changed now. I want $42 million. Because let's be honest, Josh Allen's probably going to get around $42, $43 million. And that, and that's going to reset the market. Aaron Rodgers is going to get close to $40 million. So, so you... And I heard someone say that, what if Jerry's doing all this because of publicity? I'm like, this is the stupidest publicity sign. I understand that you like to be in the news, Jerry. But take your thumb out of your butt and, and, and use it to sign the contract. Okay? Please, Jerry. I'm asking it nicely as a Cowboys fan. Just get the deal done. If you're doing this because you want to be in the news, that's cool. But you're about to cost yourself more millions of dollars. Dak Prescott is your guy. I don't understand how you can say, oh yeah, he's our guy, but we don't want to sign him. That doesn't make any sense. He's your guy. Your offense is beautiful with him on the field. Fully healthy, our offense is a top five unit. Fully healthy. Prescott, Elliott, and Pollard. Cooper, Gallup, Lamb. Jarwin, Tyron Smith, Connor Williams, probably Tyler Biadish. Zach Martin and Lyle Collins. You have your bookends back the next season. For how long, we don't know. And whoever and whoever you get in the draft, if you get someone in the draft. But the defense is the mess. I love Dan Quinn. I don't think people are, you know, Dan Quinn, oh, he was the guy with the Falcons that led up the leads. Yeah, not all his fault. His offense didn't do anything for him late in the game for the Falcons. In fact, giving up some bad play calls, and that was all Kyle Shanahan, who's with the Niners. Dan Quinn was a defensive-minded coach, all right? He was the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks. We all raved for for, for Chris, for Chris Richard, right? Because he was the guy, the mastermind behind the Legion of Boom. Remind me, who was the defensive coordinator of the Legion of Boom? Well, that's right. It was Dan Quinn. He was a coordinator. Sure, Richard was probably the mastermind, but Dan Quinn was the actual coordinator. So, that matters. I like Dan Quinn. I think he's good. I think he's intelligent. I think he will lobby to Jerry and say, Jerry, get me guys. I don't think Marinelli was a, was going to do that. I don't think I think Marinelli was a Jerry guy, and he wasn't going to tell anything to him. I think that Dan Quinn has the, the balls to say, oh sorry, the guts to say, Jerry, draft me a safety. Jerry, get me an, a corner. Jerry, get me this. Jerry, get me that. If you want a good defense, you better get me this. He's going to build his defense. He's got some pieces. People don't understand that. He's got pieces to work around. Demarcus Lawrence sucks. No, he doesn't. I think his grade was like fifth best as, a, as an edge rusher. Demarcus Lawrence was exceptional last year. Oh, he didn't have double-digit sacks. Okay. Sacks aren't everything. There are other statistics. Hurries, pressures, quarterback hits, things like that. Batted passes. There's things that matter other than sacks. Okay? 
He was great. He's, he's, he's worth the money we're paying him. He is. Randy Gregory will be back for a full season, barring injury. I love Randy Gregory. The size, the length, the the, the 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 power, the finesse. I mean, everything. He's a great, complete, full edge rusher. He's what you want. If you want to resign Alden Smith, I'm fine with that. You have Neville Gallimore, who showed flashes. I remember he played. He was in Canada. He's kind of not new to football, but he's still learning the game. He showed flashes. Like, I remember it was, uh, by the way, shout out to Tom Downey of the Cowboys Report on YouTube. Go check him out. Um, he, he said, you're, you're good for one splash Neville Gallimore play a game. Especially down, down the last several games, you were. You were good for one Neville Gallimore splash play. And he showed the flashes of brilliance. And I'm hoping that that's not going to be what he is. Two or three huge plays, and that's it. The rest of the game, he's ineffective. I don't want that from him. All right? If Jalen Smith can pull his head and his dreads, or his, sorry, his his head and his hair out of his butt, then he'll be a good linebacker. He's not a middle linebacker. He's an outside linebacker. He's sideline to sideline speed. But Jalen Smith is not a good middle. He's not a smart linebacker. He's not that... He's not like Sean Lee in that he's super smart and he knows and he's that field general, that quarterback on defense. It's not Jalen Smith. And I'm sorry, he is never going to be that. That's his weakness, is his ability to be a middle linebacking field, field general. So don't use him as that. He's not good in that role. Go get a linebacker, go sign, draft, whatever you got to do. If Levante David falls, hmm. That's interesting. Just saying. Monty Rice out of, I believe, Georgia. Interesting. Zayvon Collins, maybe in the second round if he's available. Nick Bolton if he's in the second round. Hmm. Interesting. Now, not Mika Parsons. I don't want Mika Parsons. Parsons is Penn State. He's probably the best linebacker in the class. No. And I'll tell you why I don't want Parsons. He reminds me too much, and it's what Tom Downey said before, and I, I agree. He reminds too much of Jalen Smith. He just does. We don't want a second one of those. Okay. Now, you have Trevon Diggs. Who, you know, Trevon Diggs, he sucks. Why is everyone so excited? Because he was a wide receiver in college that turned to a corner, like in his freshman or sophomore year. So, no, he's still learning how to be a corner. Okay, so, but I think he's going to be a good corner. He showed flashes of brilliance. I think he's going to be that. I think you put either Farley or Sertan. I like Farley over Sertan. I do. Farley is taller. He's longer in, in the arms. He's got bigger hands. He just He's better in every way. <laughs> he's just bigger, tall. He's just taller, bigger, faster, more athletic, more ball skills. Ooh, but Sertan came from Alabama. I'm good with either of them, but I think Sertan has bust written on him. And I'll tell you why I think that. I don't think he's fast enough. I think he's going to get burned by guys like Tyler Lockett and guys like that that are fast. Not Tyreek Hill fast because Tyreek Hill can burn anybody. But I'm talking guys that, are not, that don't burn everybody but burn some corners. He's going to get burned, and I don't like that. If Farley's not there, Sertan, fine. I'm okay with it. Because him and, him and, you know, Dig knew each other. They played. But I'm just saying, I don't know how well I like Sertan yet. I just don't. We have, I think, 10 draft picks because of comp picks. And I love it. I love all the comp picks we're getting. Uh, we have an extra third round pick, I believe, because of Byron Jones. So, I love, I, I think I'm talking too softly. I, I love what the Cowboys are going to get this season. I just, I do. I love what the Cowboys are getting. I think it's really good. And like, it's so far in the draft. For agency, you have some money to spend, not a lot. I think maybe, maybe bringing Gerald McCoy back in would be really cool. But I hate the Cowboys when they do this. <laughs> Please, no more dumpster diving. Please. Go up to the... You have... Use all of your cap space. And, and it's just... It's frustrating when you don't sign Marquis Freighton. That's why last offseason I was like, holy crap, we signed Ha Ha Clinton Dix. And 
Joe McCoy and Dontari Poe were actually signing guys that most play most people know. Kind of a little bit of rhyme there. So on Daryl Worley, it's a nice pickup. Yeah. Um none of those guys are on the team anymore. You signed Everson Griffin. Wow. That's a great signing. Yeah, that didn't work out. None of those worked out. And all you got for him was a six-round pick for Griffin. Poe was cut. Worley was cut. McCoy got injured. Dix was cut in training camp. But the Cowboys just one, one marquee free agent. That's all I want. Um, and we'll, we'll, who, who's the free agent you'd like? Marcus May. If you don't draft a safety, which I'm saying, if you don't sign a safety, and I'm not talking a safety like some second stringer that you want to play for string, like <clears throat> Darian Thompson, who sucks. I'm sorry, Darian Thompson sucks. He's horrible. He is not a good safety. He, he shows little bitty flashes, but that's it. He doesn't wrap up. He's a smaller Jeff Heath. Yeah, I don't like Thompson either. If you don't draft a guy, and I'm talking Trayvon Morig out of TCU. I'm talking Andre Sisco out of Syracuse. I'm talking Javon Holland out of Oregon. If you don't draft one of those kind of guys, you better sign somebody. Justin Simmons. Marcus May is the guy I really want. So bad. He's rangy. Ball skills. Can be that. Want Dan Quinn free safety. Please. Oh. And shut up about the Errol Thomas rumors. Not going to happen. I don't want him. Please. Cowboys. One. One free agent. If this the only guy you sign, I'm fine with it. Just one. I'm, you can't see me. I'm holding up a one. One free agent that is decent. It's not a dumpster dive. That is not a, a garbage bin signing. That's not a let's let's sign this guy off the scrap heap. You're not gonna find a, a good player off that scrap heap. You're gonna find El Cheapo four million dollar players that are not gonna contribute to your team. I want Marcus May. Pay him what he wants. Pay him fifteen million, whatever whatever he takes. Pay him, pay Dak, and you got yourself a football team next year. But I think a player that no one's talking about was Rashard Robinson. He got hurt late in the year. He, to me, and I know that some people were like, he's not a number one corner, he's not a number two. But I actually like him being on the team. We also have a guy named Maurice Kennedy, or Kennedy, who we signed last season, but he didn't get to play because he opted out due to COVID. We have we have him, we have him we have him under contract for this season. Fine, keep him. I think your cornerback group next year, I would love it to be Diggs. Um, right now, Diggs, Robinson. Um, I just said somebody. And and I, I'm really blanking. I don't want Savion Smith in there again. Was it, did, 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 who did I just say? That showed me flashes. I guess it was Rashard Robinson. Javon Diggs, because your corners kept getting hurt. Rashad Robinson, I'm not saying that he looked exceptional. Anthony Brown's what I was thinking of. But I'm saying that he looked like he could be a nice depth piece. Oh, Kennedy, that's what I was thinking of. I think our next cornerback here should be Diggs, Kennedy, and this is not in, 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 this is not in the order of depth. I'm just naming names. Can, uh, Diggs, Kennedy, Robinson, Anthony Brown, at least one guy you draft, that's five, you have C.J. Goodwin, but he's a special teamer, so I'm not going to count him. And Chidobi Awuzie at six. I like that. I like that group of corners. Awuzie is a solid corner. i tell you who I like. I really like... You draft Farley. You have... And if you draft Farley... You don't need a Wuzier. I love Cheeto. I love him. But I think what you might want to do, let him walk. Take your cop pick. You're probably going to get one for him. You might get a fifth round pick for him. Maybe even a fourth. I don't think you'll get a fourth, but I don't know how their system works. You'll get a mid-round pick for him. Take your pick. Draft Caleb Farley in the first round. Diggs Farley, your ones and twos. 
Anthony Brown's kind of your nickel. There's a corner. So every so every year, I, I the last year was my first year. I actually deep dived in the draft, and I had a player. And everyone talks about this. So now I'm every year I have a player that I love. Last year my player was Chase Claypool at Notre Dame. He was really good this year. Not really. He was pretty good. The Steelers. Stay off TikTok. I have a player this year, and he might go in the first round. Depends on how the draft falls. Asante Samuel Jr. He is the son of Asante Samuel, the former Patriot. I love this kid. Come out of FSU. He's fast. He's quick to the ball. Oh, but he's pretty small. And your point is what? He's small. He can't play. He can play on the nickel. Great cover three corner to me, if you ask me, because he plays that zone. He hunts that football. He breaks up passes. He's physical. He makes up for his lack of size with strength and physicality. I'm telling you, go watch go go watch some highlight reels of Asante Samuel Jr. from Florida State. Go watch him. You'll see him flying around the field, hitting guys. I love him. Put him in the nickel. Whew. If we got him in the second round, I wish I could do a dream draft, but a dream draft for me would be that. Would be Farley 1, Samuel 2, Cisco in the 3rd, and then as you please the rest of the draft. That's my my dream top three would be Farley, Samuel, Cisco. Probably. I would cry if we got those three. If we get two of them, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to be so happy. Wherever Samuel goes, he's going to be good. I believe he will be. He's my kind of that one guy that I just love. I have other guys that I love, but he's that he's special to me. But the Cowboys, people laugh at me. My family laughs at me every year when I say this. So I'm going to be a little less optimistic than I usually am. We have a team that can go to the playoffs. We are at least a year another year away from the Super Bowl. But we have a team, because our division is so bad, that when healthy, we can win our division. I think if the defense can get back to about 15th, you're a contender, for, the, for at least for the playoffs. And here's what I mean by that. I think I saw something, and I, I could be wrong about this, but I believe I saw that none of the teams in the final four in the playoffs had top 10 defenses. So, and to me, what that says is that you don't need to have the greatest defense to ever live to be to be successful. You don't. I think that when you... It's just true. I... I Let's look at the Bills. The Bills' defense was ranked 17th. Let's look at the Cardinals' defense. The Cardinals' defense was ranked 25th. You know, they went they went 8-8. Eight eight. The Falcons, who went 4-12, and were ranked 18th. The Ravens were ranked 13th. They went 11-5. And, and I go, what was their offense ranked? Okay, well, they had the 16th-ranked offense. They went 11-5. and five. The Bills, again, like I just said, the third-ranked offense. The, so that offense helps. The Panthers, who went 5-11, 26th tied burst defense. The Bears had the fifth-best defense. Do you know what the fifth-best defense got you? 8-8. Eight eight. You know why? Because they're the 20th-ranked offense. Offense matters, does matter more than defense. Kind of. Bengals had 23rd. Look at the Browns. The Browns had the 18th ranked defense in the California they got. This is from Pro Football Focus, by the way. The Cowboys had the 28th ranked defense, but 24th offense. That We were just bad. The Broncos had the 7th. They went 5-11. and 11. You need to have a good offense to go along with your defense. The Lions had the worst defense in the league, by the way. The Packers, ready for this? Had oh they actually had the ninth. Okay, so they had the ninth ranked defense. So sorry, the final four they had one, one. Ooh, that's so good. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? I'm simply saying that a great defense alone does not get you a Super Bowl. You have to have both. So does a defense matter? Well, yes. 
You wonder what the Chiefs had? The Chiefs had the 20th ranked defense. But their offense was so dominant that they didn't need a defense to be the greatest ever. The Rams had the number one defense, of course. Look at a team like the Saints. Fourth ranked defense. 12 and 4. So good defense is, yes, does it matter? Of course it matters. I wonder what the football team ranked third. Does it matter? Well, yes, it matters. But if you can, if the Cowboys can get to that 15 range with their offense, stay healthy, yes. We're contenders. Serious contenders. That's just my take. Uh, there's going to be more Cowboy stuff. Next time will probably be more draft stuff. You're going to be hearing a lot of draft stuff from me, okay? All right. So, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. We are a little over 50 minutes. That's fine. Um, I know this is not going to go in football, baseball. This is just going to go in whatever order I feel like I have enough news to go off of. Um, so this is not, this is not, this is again, it's not a scheduled. This is just, hey, um, it might be like maybe once a, it's going to be sometimes once a week. It, it's probably going to be either on Friday or Saturdays. And I'm going to kind of gauge um, whether or not there's enough stuff to talk about. Uh, usually there is, but anyway... This this has been fun. If you have if you noticed, I'm using my new microphone. I'm hoping it sounds good. I'm trying to gauge whether or not where to like, be, like where my mouth is, because I mean I don't want to be wait. If I'm too close, you can hear my breath, like hitting the mic, and I don't want to be too far away because then it's hard to hear me and I have to talk louder. So, but anyway, this has been fun. Sorry it took so long again, but I it's up. It's it's awesome now. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this. Please, again, drop a follow on Spotify if that's where you're listening. If you're listening on Facebook, uh, download Spotify and follow me. <laughs> uh, just, you know, do what you have to do. Um, this has been fun. I'm going to keep saying that. It's been great. I uh, loved hosting you guys. I hope you keep choosing me as your as one of your podcasts. I know that we have a limited amount of time in the day. And it does, tr- it does truly mean a lot that you want to spend 52 minutes of your day with me. So, thank you. And, uh... Stay if you live in te- if you live in Texas. Stay warm. All right. I'll see y'all later. See ya.